For the past decade, our teams have been working incredibly hard to make some big and much-needed changes in how we develop leaders while at work. I challenge you to forge your own path in your own leadership evolution. Consider one that makes the lives of people around you and the business better by building more purpose-driven leaders and relationships with your teams. We need to build leaders who truly care about those they see and engage each and every day. We invite you to hear more about our own leadership and cultural journey, and the impactful stories will surely resonate with you and your teams. Hey, welcome back to the Built to Lead podcast. I'm Edgar Cabello, one of the leadership directors at Lippert, and I'm here with one of my favorite people on the planet, Dr. Amber Selking, and I get the privilege of sitting in the interviewer seat today, and Amber, we're just going to talk to you and get some perspective on this crazy year that we've been involved in, but first of all, I just want to say welcome, and thank you for everything that you do, but um, hey, what do you got to say? I mean, how, what do you think about this past year? Well, holy cow, I can't believe it's November, first of all. <laughs> right on. Secondly, you're one of my favorite people on the Aww. whole planet, too. So how's... this makes me so happy. Goodness. There is nothing else I would rather be doing today than sitting here with you. And I love the fact that you are the interviewer, and yeah. I am not the one doing the it's podcast. It's about time. Like, we haven't done this yet. And, and so you're always, like, in the mix, and, like, you're just... If people don't know you, like you're just so loaded with great stuff, and and we just want to pick at that a little bit, you know, and and so that's why I wanted to do it like this today. So really, really appreciate you taking the time, and and what a year it's been. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's nothing else I love talking more about than uh, leadership development, culture development, and how that shows up in organizational systems, but yeah. also in individual people's lives. And so you know, it it's been a year yeah. here at Lippert, and again, it, we we joke all the time that you know the Lippert time, it's like the black hole of time. Time where it feels like things go so fast, right. but like forever as well. And so it's been a long year. It's been a full year. And yet it feels like, you know, just yesterday we were sitting down kicking off the the start of the year with the podcast. So a, a lot has certainly happened. Um, a lot continues to happen. And, and what I think has just been really awesome to see over the course of the year is how things that we started working on a couple years ago are now sort of foundational mm-hmm. to how we operate as it relates to leadership and culture development, things like our leadership action plans, right? I remember when we started started those. We were in, you know, a conference room in our old corporate building over in Elkhart and they were on a word document where we like cut them out by thin three sections. And today leadership action plans are these beautiful little cards that we have that are branded, that are for our leaders and for our team members and are literally in day-to-day conversations. And so it's exciting to see, I feel like this year was a year where things that have been percolating under the soil, if you will, for several years have become become established roots and then that those roots are also going to serve pivotally for where we're going in the future. And so I think for me, 2020 on a very, very high level has been, 2021 has been that. (laughs) I know, again, the black hole of time. 2020 was the longest year ever that never (laughs) happened. And, you know, that's what 2021 was for me. It was this year of uh, where things got rooted that we've been working on for years. And again, just a year of, of, putting some really foundational pieces in place that are going to be critical for us moving forward. And we've captured so much of it in our cultural playbook. And so you mentioned leader action plans, and there's a whole host of things that we've been talking about through the course of this season on the Built to Lead podcast. And I I think that what we've started to see is some of the ideas 
and those blips that seemed like blips on the screen in the early going that were on a Word doc or on an index card, have they become standardized? And they really have been part of the daily conversation, as you said. And, and even beyond that, one of those things that kind of sets Lippert apart. And so we're starting to see that mature and take root. And, and it reminds me of something that, that we all know you well to say. And I'm going to just look at my notes. I should be able to say this, and I can. But I, I want you to unpack this idea that you float often especially when you get in a room full of leaders and you're talking about leadership and culture and the development of those things. So you say, whatever we do needs to be top-down, bottom-up, and culturally relevant. Give us more on that. Yeah, so to me, that is that is a really macro-level framework that I think we need to be mindful of when we are trying to create culture change in general because top-down, bottom-up, and culturally relevant. So, so what does that mean? Top-down means that it has to be driven from the top. Mm. It has to be owned from the top. It has to be t- spoken about from the top. It has to believe, be believed in from the top from a senior leader perspective. But then there also needs to be decisions made and implementations enacted that only top-down can do. For example, what's the vision? What's the mission? What are the core values? What are what are things that we are going to allow and things that we are not going to allow in our system, right? This is about top-down strategies of culture development or leader development are about the system, right? How do we create a system that is conducive to human flourishing? And again, those things can really only be enacted and constructed from the top. And, and then bottom-up, I mean, the people in the system, have to be able to taste and see that this is good. And the only way that they can do that is if we put things into place that touch and change the lives on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis of the individuals who are part of that system. And then finally, culturally relevant. It has to be relevant to the people that are in that system. It has to be culturally relevant to the industry that you're a part of, to whether if you're in business, like the product or the service that that you're putting into play, because if it's not, it doesn't fit. Right. And then, you know, the top down things don't make sense. And then the, the bottom up approaches never feel it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. Sure. And so, you know, what I think this framework allows us to do then is to create a presence of the culture that we're trying to create rather than just programs that we run that makes us say that, that we're checking boxes to say, Hey, we got a good culture kind of thing. Absolutely. And so that that's to me is like the, the crux and the starting point of how we think about culture transformation. So I want to, I want to go back to something you said in the early stages of when you were unpacking this, and that was the idea of human flourishing. Can you talk about that a little bit? I'm, I'm curious what runs through your mind when you say those two words together. Yes, my background is in sport and performance psychology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I found when I found sports psych and, and started working in that space, it struck me that the beautiful part about being human is that we all have a brain. And it doesn't matter what color skin you are. You are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic status is. It doesn't matter what country you're from. It only matters that you're human. Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. I say human flourishing, I mean people being able to show up as the best version of themselves and who they've been created and called to be in the world. And I think that a lot of times systems are not designed for humans to function at their best for 
a myriad of reasons, right? Um, but for me, human flourishing is about, again, people people being able to discover a deeper sense of purpose, a greater sense of passion, and, and be able to deliver high performance. And when I say performance, I just mean like executing your craft, whatever that might be, whether it's your craft as a leadership developer, whether it's our welder's craft, sure. right? Whether it's our sewer's craft, yeah. whether it's our CEO's craft, like again, purpose, passion, performance yeah. to me um, is about how how humans are wired to to thrive in this world. I love that. And, and I think one of the things that we start have started to see more and more around our facilities, around our business, um, wherever you may go and, and within Lippert, you start to see people that are really falling in love with the culture and it and it also helps them love their work. And cuz when there's when there's that idea of flourishing around the workplace then it it seems to me that more and more people win under those conditions. You know, when when we have the opportunity to take people around our facilities, one of the things they're blown away with is, you know, you're in the middle of a manufacturing facility and people that are busy and working hard and sweating it out, they're saying hello, they're stopping, they're smiling at you. It's one of the strange things, like the wonderful like and beautiful strange things that happens around Lippert facilities. It's normal for us. And when you say human flourishing, I'm like, I think we're seeing that more and more on a daily basis. We are, too. I, I think we are, too. And it's so funny. You know, we've spent a lot of time together interviewing individuals to join mm-hmm. our teams. And part of our part of our interview process is having them take a walk on the floor. And I've heard so many times it's like, I mean, I think you should hire me because, I mean, when I was out there, people acted like they knew me already, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so people who, again, nobody knows from Adam yeah. walks by and our team members are smiling and waving and saying, Good morning. And that is part of our culture. It is. Because people feel like, one, they can, and two, they want to. Yeah, absolutely. And whether you're making chassis or doors or windows or axles and whether you're covered in grease or you're, or if you're one of the people that maybe sits at the desk for most of your day, it's just like you really find a lot of life around this, com- around this company. And that's what makes me you know, ask about this year, because it's been a pressure packed year. It's been very difficult. I mean, let's, let's, you know, face it, people are fatigued right now. Um, In our industry, they've been working lots of hours, they've been pushed to the limit, everybody has. And yet, and yet, people are showing up every day still, you know, and smiling, and saying hi to each other. And I think it's because they care for each other. Yeah, we've really, people have been intentional about building relationships. And I think, you know, it's funny, because when we go back to our mission statement, it's what developing meaningful relationships with our customers, our coworkers and our communities. And I know that five years ago, when that came out, people like, that's our mission. Mm. That's going to be our mission. (laughs) We're trying to build windows here, you know, or we're trying to build hydraulics here. That's not our mission. Yeah. And and what I love about like Jason, right? Jason Lifford, our CEO, is is that when when something sort of gets in his mind or his heart and it feels like it's the right thing, he goes hard with it. Yeah. And he goes hard in the paint. And then like over time, you're like, whoa, that was actually right. You know? And so now I think we're seeing why are these things happening is because people have built meaningful relationships right. with one another. Yep. And guess what? When you care more. You give more yeah. of yourself, not yeah. just productivity-wise, which absolutely happens. But that's just, a byproduct, also. Yeah, but just like your 
heart and your mind and your friendship. And, you know, when somebody has a hardship, your money to rally and support each other. I mean, the amount of care that our team members give each other when they go through hard times or when they're celebrating, right. you know, yeah. having baby showers in the plants yeah. or, you know, it's just all the things that yeah. come to life when you do life with each other. Yeah. And, and you know, it's so, you know, it just reminded me again of uh, the way that things have evolved, even in my time around here. And so you talked about Jason's vision and, and how he's kind of led us forward in, in that respect. So, yeah, we have our official mission statement. And then we've also adopted this other one that is caught a lot of ground this year. Business is a force for good, right? That we really believe that it can have that kind of impact. So I know you were beating that drum early and often, and and now it seems to be taking root throughout the organization, and people are having a deeper understanding of that. We've said that a lot on this podcast even, but would you please unpack that for us as well? Yeah, so I think how it's sort of evolved, again, which is so, which is one of the culturally relevant elements of Lippert. I think things evolve through doing, right? And so what has evolved over the course of the last 18 months, I think, is that, you know, our mission statement is still developing meaningful relationships with our customers, our coworkers, our communities. But what has emerged is this sort of vision statement, yeah. right, of we want to make business a force for good in the world. And and really, you know, in a in an organization, the vision is is sort of the long-term beacon, where are we going? And the mission should be, okay, what do we need to focus on every day to bring yeah. that to fruition? And so when we say business as a force for good, we first and foremost mean a force for good in the individual lives of the men and women that are inside our four walls. And how do we be a force for good in these team members' lives? By developing meaningful relationships so that we can care about each other, so that we can serve each other, so that we can help cover shifts for each other when life happens, so that we can we can tee our second shift up for success instead of having this, you know, weird relationship between first shift and second shift. And now listen, I we've been speaking very idealistic. We're a, a company of almost 15,000 people. It's not like it's sunshine and roses and mm -hmm. pixie dust every day, okay? Mm -hmm. sure. We've got real life out there. But yep. these are the things that the conversations that we're having are challenging team members to bring to life in a very pragmatic way, right? And so this business as a force for good starts with inside our four walls with our people and our mission helps us get there. And then broadly, here's the thing. The government is not going to change our world for the better anytime soon. You know, in every country that we are in, there's different government systems that have their pros and cons, sure. right? The healthcare system is not designed to change our world for the better anytime soon in any of the countries that we're in. The education system is not designed to change our world for the better anytime soon. Now, I do believe that all three of those systems can mm -hmm. be a force for good in the Indeed. world. But there's a lot of red tape in all of them. There's a lot of dynamics. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of history in all of those. And so regardless of the size of the organization that you're in, business still is a lot more fluid, a lot more flexible and agile than any of those others. And we believe that if business leaders from the top down start recognizing the opportunity and responsibility that they have to make their business a force for good in the lives of their people, then those people are going to go home happier and healthier. And because of that, they're going to be better parents, better spouses, better community members because of it. And little by little, in all these little communities and big cities all over the world, that we can start shifting the trajectory of our world if people in the communities start to experience a different life for 40 to 80 hours a week, yeah. depending on how much they spend in their workplace. 
This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. That's so good. You know, and we've seen that start to emerge among us. And it's not just the belief, although that does kind of presuppose it being demonstrated on a, on a daily basis, but we're really seeing that like more and more throughout our company. And, and so I, I, I see that like in our community activities. So when we're out serving the community, I was part of one not, just a couple weeks ago. And I mean, I'm, our people are out there, they're getting after it. They just worked a whole hard day's work. Okay. And, and now they're moving mulch around and they're digging holes and they're moving things around and they're just, I, I don't know how many people we had at this particular event, but it had to have been almost a hundred or more. And we just got a lot of stuff done for people, but the joy that it brings us, not just the fact that we're doing the work and serving the community, but we're doing it together. And, and I think when we talk about business as a force for good, all of that is part of it, right? It's it's all of the things that we bring to it. It's what we do for, but it's what we gain from. 100%. And I think that, you know, again, it goes back to our mission, mm-hmm. developing meaningful relationships with yep. our communities, right? And Michaela Grimes, our Director of Corporate and Community Impact. I mean, the relationships that she has built with different nonprofits across our entire community allow us to have show up and bring 100 people and get what would have cost thousands of dollars if people would have to pay for it done in just a short period of time. Yeah. Cause liver people show up with their yeah. hearts on fire right. to get to work. Yeah. You know, I, I joke with people. I said, you know, we're a, we're a for-profit business that ask, acts like a nonprofit, you know, cause I mean, e- even to your point earlier, like we're positioned in a pretty cool place where we can deploy lots of people to do a a whole host of things. And we don't just do that outside the organization. I I was just part of something this morning where we needed some help in some of our facilities and other people representing other facilities because of some support that we needed in one or two, they ganged up on it. They left their workplace to come and support the team in another facility. And I was like, I wonder where that happens. I'm sure it does somewhere, but the kinds of things that we're starting to see happen, the selfless kind of leadership the selfless kind of serving that happens in our environments, it's pretty powerful. It is really powerful, you know, and it's and what's really interesting is that they've done a lot of cool studies um, on what altruism, which is like putting into action, caring for other people does. And they've actually found that people who engage in altruistic behaviors have a long, longer lifespan than yeah. people that work out and people that don't smoke. Wow. <laughs> so like, if you want to get a leg up on living, <laughs> go serve. And quit working out. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's good news for all of us. <laughs> Pick That's up awesome. a pack and stop working no, out. Just go serve. You just know? go serve, right? <laughs> just kidding. You yeah, should yeah, not smoke sure. and we should and be should physically active. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Put all those things together and yeah. we'll live forever. You know, I, I think so. There's some other things, and I don't want to overdo this because we're not going to talk about the whole playbook today, but we've seen a few things happen during the course of this year that were pretty special. So uh, would you, like, what comes to mind for you when I say, hey, Amber, look back on this past year 
And in terms of us building out our playbook, for one, I mean, because we literally have a book with plays in it, right? It's a playbook for real. And, and we share it around the company and we demonstrate it, you know, throughout everything that we do. But, but like what comes to you in terms of the stuff that's really special in 2021? Again, a lot. It's amazing how much our team has gotten done. I do a, a bi-monthly, so every other month I put a deck together and and send it to our exec team to just say, like, hey, here's here's what our team's working on. Here's the impact that it's had. And so, I mean, it's almost a 100-slide deck at this point because I just put the things on. into the yep. appendix, you know. And the amount of things that we've been able to get across the finish line is mind-blowing. Things that some organizations will do one of these things in a year or a two-year cycle. But because, again, back to the passion of team members at Lippert and the sense of ownership that everybody takes over everything is mind-boggling. And so some of the things that just come to mind off the top of my head for the internal focus that we've had are things like Lippert University. Mm -hmm. So we've launched an internal training university, if you will, that, we, you know, what we also call our learning management system, we call that the our LMS, we call it Lippert U. Mm -hmm. And on that, we have over 3,000 courses uh, digital that team members can engage in for their own personal and professional development. Everything from, you know, email etiquette to how to use Excel to how to use D365, which is one of our IT systems to public speaking. Right. Yeah. So like just a whole host. Or if you want to learn Spanish. Or if you want to learn. Well, and then we have these personal development learning series that we've launched, right, which is sort of a another element of Lippert U where people can engage in personal development in live learning sessions, either in person or virtually. And we've launched Spanish for our English-speaking or non-Spanish-speaking team members. Mm -hmm. We've launched uh, English classes for our Spanish-speaking team members. We've launched financial wellness. Again, we are, you know, the RV, marine, recreational vehicle space has been booming. And so our team members have, have been reaping the benefits of their hard work financially. And so we also find it part of our responsibility to make sure that everybody knows how to steward that well so that, you know, you're not life's a series of seasons and yeah. this too shall pass. Yeah, and so absolutely. we felt like it was it was our responsibility to make sure that we all know how yeah. to steward our money wisely through this season. So we did those financial wellness classes. Um, we also this past semester. So we were in our second semester of Lippert U. We launched a winning at home series where we. We partnered with an organization called Triple P to do parenting classes, two for our team members that have little kids and two for our team members that have teens. Our CFO, Brian Hall, is actually on the board of Triple P, and he has just raved about you know the, the positive parenting tips that he's gotten for his own family and wanted to bring that to our team members. And then you and your beautiful wife, Cynthia, and one of our personal development coaches, Deanna, and her husband, you guys did a marriage session on the five love languages yeah, for our team members. That was members. a lot of fun. You guys did the English version. Deanna and her husband did the Spanish version. And so those are the things that we're trying to, to think about with yeah, our team members and bring sure. them to life. And man, I just, you know, we've got a, a, an amazing couple in our organization, Candace and Gary, shout out to you two. <laughs> those two have participated in two classes, both semester together. And it is just, it just, I mean, they are a microcosm of the impact yeah. that can be had when organizations choose to make resources like this available. And, and those two are just 
just incredible examples of people who are leaning into how do we grow individually? How do we grow as a couple? Yeah. How do we how do we become a force for good yeah. in our families' lives, in our work families' lives? I mean, it's just incredible, incredible to see. And then we did a, a health and wellness series as well that I think they attended every one of as well. <laughs> and so I think that's the other thing that, yeah. that really stood out to me this year is just our our focus on health and well-being. Yeah. Again, Lippert puts a focus on something and it gets turned up. Yeah, that's right. And we and we try things, right? I mean, totally. and that's the other thing is for as big a company as Lippert is growing to be, it's like we really still try stuff. And and it blew my mind when we were doing that workshop last week, just First of all, the number of people that showed up on their own time. So it was 7 o'clock Eastern time. We had people in other time zones. We And then the feedback I got on the back end, I started getting emails from people. I had somebody that came up to me and said, like, we need to do that all the time. Like, me and my wife need a lot of help, you know? <laughs> I was like, well, hey, me and my wife need a lot of help, too. But and, but that's, that's part of the whole relationship building piece is, like, we want to be real with people. We want to meet them where they live. And, and it's part of our message to everybody. It's just like, we see you. We, we see you more than, than what you do in the workplace. Like we, want, we see you as a human being and we see you for somebody who we want to invest in in as many ways as we possibly can. And that's one of the beautiful things that I've seen happen this year that with all the pressure, with the uptick in demand, with the um, immense amount of pressure. And listen, our, our folks have been stressed out. I've talked to a bunch of them, but we're not, we're not pushing ourselves away from the table, even in the tough conversation. I think we're leaning into those things because that's when relationships really get built. And so I love the way Lippert is starting to do this 360 kind of approach to leading their people and even a 24-7 kind of approach to the way that we're leading people as well. And we're really starting to see the fruit of that labor. And that's all connected to the vision that Jason has brought to this company. Yeah. You know, I, I think you said something there, just the stress that everybody is under. I mean, we, we can't get away from that. And so just a little teaser, one of the things that we're going to put into motion before the end of the year is just to focus on handling stress through the holidays and mental health and, and truly mental health, right? How do we take a health-based approach to the conversation around some of the mental challenges that people face? And, and how can we talk about upstream things? I think one of the things that Lippert does better than anybody is make sometimes sensitive or things people don't like to really talk about talk talkable yeah. <laughs> and real and pragmatic and sort of strip away the code of silence. I yep. heard I heard that term used the other day and I mm. loved it. The code of silence that like exists that. around potentially sensitive issues, right? So things like physical health. Sure. Um, we started talking about that this year and we started talking about people getting heart scans and people starting to get active to take care, care of yourself so that you can be around longer for your families, sure. right? Like that's why we want to talk about your physical health, yeah. right? Um, uh, talking about things like leadership and culture. Uh, those are things that most companies don't really know how to talk about other than to put some taglines around it and, yo, oh, yeah, we do culture. We've got core values on the wall. Sure. No, how do we bring those to life? How right. do we hold people accountable when it's not going well? How do we coach towards those things? Right. And now this conversation around mental health is we want to, hey, it's OK to struggle. Okay, but we don't need to stay there. Right. And how can we engage in proactive and healthy, healthy behaviors to help us handle the stress and demands and keep perspective on things and to be courageous enough to reach out for social support and to know that the meaningful relationships that you've built are there for you? 
when when things get difficult. Yeah. And so we're going to be to your point of trying things and trying them now. This has popped up recently a lot for us, and so we're just going to go after it. And before the end of the year, we're going to do a, you know, a, a Q and A video series with a, a licensed mental health professional with some of our executives, yeah. which is going to be an awesome conversation yeah. to have. Um, Lippert Life is an app that we've recently launched to bring all of you know the resources that we have floating about at Lippert into the hands of our team members on their smart devices. So it's an app they can go to and they can find their leadership development training. They can reach out for a mentor. They can schedule one-on-one personal coaching through the app with some of our partners. And so we're going to put some mental health resources like uh, and mental health support through the holidays right in the hands of our people going into that. So again, to your point of trying, we're just going to do some stuff. We're going to yeah. put some activity around it. We're going to make make resources known and get it into the hearts and hands of our people and and stay on this journey together. You know, we're going to start to wrap things up here in just a moment, Amber, but like I, you know, now I'm reflecting on just the last few moments that we've spent together and I'm like, man, we're, we're really talking about this idea. This whole conversation is built around business as being a force for good. And I think that's part of our message, not to our, not just to our people, but to other people across industry that are also watching what's happening within the Lippert family right now. So talk about that for a little bit, right? I mean, it's one of the reasons why the Academy exists. And we're starting to talk to more and more people, uh, more and more companies and corporations that are interested in, in what's happening here. What's the real message? Like, what, what is it that we're trying to push out to the broader community and to broader industry, uh, you know, as, as we talk about these concepts? The message is join us. Join us on this movement to make business a force for good in the world. You know, back in the back in the seventies, they got to the leaders, some CEOs got together and to talk about like what's the purpose of a corporation? Mm. And and originally the purpose of companies was to be pillars in communities. Right. And in the seventies, you know what they decided, hey, the purpose of a corporation is to increase shareholder wealth. And so if you went to business school, in the last 40 years, that's what you learned. That's what I was taught. Now I was fortunate to go to Notre Dame where they've been talking about ethical business leadership for a long time, mm-hmm. but not a lot of places are. It's about making money and increasing shareholder wealth. And so what's interesting is in 2019, that very same group got back together and they said, man, we've been missing something for the last couple years. And the reality of it is the purpose of a corporation is to increase all of stakeholder wealth. Mm. And that includes first and foremost, your employees, right? We call them team members here because mm-hmm. language matters. Sure it does. Um, that, that includes your supply chain. That includes the communities that, that you work and play in. That includes your customers. And so there is a broader narrative starting to happen around what is the purpose of a company. And so for us internally, we've been so focused internally on making our business a force for good. And we've got some really good things in place and great foundations laid and, laid and incredible momentum. And we can't lose that right. because we can't be out there talking about it if we're not living it yeah. internally. Yeah. And and 15,000 people plus their families is a lot of people, but it's also struck us that hey, there's a lot more other there's a lot more people in the world. And so the academy is really launched to engage other businesses in this conversation around what does business as a force for good mean and how can you bring that to life inside of your organization. And so if you are interested in that, 
please reach out to us so that we can have a conversation. Academy at LCI1.com. Reach out and let's start a conversation because we want to ignite the hearts and minds of senior level leaders and then help you figure out how do I bring this to life in my organization? We're not going to be your consulting partner for the next 10 years of your life. Okay, That's not our methodology here. Our methodology is we want to come alongside of you. We want to help get you started, but we are going to push the ownership back to you because that's the only way it sustains. Yep. Top down, bottom up. Culturally relevant. Awesome. I love it, Amber. It's fantastic. Thank you for sitting on that side of the table, so to speak, this this time around. It's been high time that we kind of just get you to unpack everything that's inside of you. And I know that's not everything, but thank you for just kind of painting a picture for our listeners in terms of what's going on here. And and also the hope that this is doable. It just is, you know, and I, I've seen it. I've seen it in my time at Lippert. It's just so different now than when I first joined up just almost five years ago. And so it's very doable. That's part of our message too, isn't it? And that that people... It's, it's not tremendously complex. It's a lot of work. you got to put some resources behind it, but it's not terribly complex. It's very doable. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I think that's it, right, is it be pragmatic. I mean, I, we can talk about all these things, but the reality is what's your next step? And, and Jason says that all the time, and, and I think it really struck me a couple months ago when he said it is his vision's high, his expectations are huge, but at the end of the day, the main expectation is to take a step. And he said, I, and that's what he said, I remember sitting in a listening session with him in January where he said, we're going to take our first step on our health and well-being journey. We don't really know what that means or what that's going to look like, but I guarantee you every step we we take, we're going to be further down the road in January of 2022 than we were in January of 2021. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Get a clear vision, right? John Wooden, I'll leave you with this. John Wooden gave one of my favorite quotes. He said, you need two things in life, a telescope and a microscope, a telescope so you can get the vision and clear view of where you're going. And then a microscope so you can get to work every day on the small details that will manifest that vision into reality. Powerful thought. Amber, thank you so much for being with us today. And for everybody here at Lipper, thank you for joining us today on the Built to Lead podcast. We'll be back with you next week. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us and know that together we can use the 40 or 50 hours a week we have to influence and impact others and truly make business a force for good in this world. If you don't mind, do me a favor and leave your comments for us and share this episode with a few people. The world needs this message. Thanks again for joining us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Incorporated.